And mine yeah. stay classy. You're, you're I, I'm all stay classy, classy. Yeah. Which is funny. I want everyone to know that I started that not knowing that it was from Anchorman. Because when I started saying that, I didn't know it was fucking Anchorman. <laughs> Almost Sideways, a place for movie conversation. My name is Adam, and these are my daily notes where I have fun conversation with guests. And today I have a, an awesome guest who him and I go way back when I first started YouTube. I met this guy, and I'm really excited to uh, talk, get more into his film journey because his journey has gone a long way since when I first started. He's not only a, a YouTuber approaching 20,000 subscribers, but he's a guy who goes to he's been to film festivals. He's been on the news talking about movies. And he's also one of the hosts of the Geeks of the Round Table with also our good buddy Ren. So that is our guest is Mr. Zach Pope. Zach, how you doing, my friend? Hey man, it's good. It's great to be here. Great to see you. You were my you were the first person who ever invited me to do a collab. So it's nice to, you know, come full circle and come back around for that. What was it? Was it uh what was top it? five remakes? Top yes, five yeah, remakes. yeah. Cause I remember we did a Blade Runner one that yeah. and then I feel like there was a couple more, but yeah, you definitely know. like yeah, Star Wars yeah. video games. I remember yep. that one too. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, no man, it's exciting to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, before we get too far into it, uh, can you tell people the people at home where they could find you on YouTube, social media, and all that fun jazz? Uh so Zach Pope. I mean, just type that in. I should be one of the first things to pop up. I talk movies on YouTube, Twitter, uh, and then I just love all sorts of things that are geeky. So if you're a geek like me, then you know I'm the main spot to go to for all that. <laughs> Um, I'm not crazy bastard who stays up at midnight every Thursday and uh, <laughs> Tuesday for Loki and Bad Batch and all those. So come join the conversation if you're into those. Okay. If you see any, anything that catches your eye in that background, chances are he's talking about it. So yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, so first, I guess we should go back to your, your when you first started. Because mm -hmm. we, we kind of hinted at it. I remember meeting you, um, and I... I know when I first started, I was like pumping out a ton of stuff. And I remember comments saying I was the king of collabs, but one of that's the best way to reach out stuff. And I reached out to you one time to do this top five remakes thing. And I remember at that point, not many, you hadn't, uh, you had a following, but not, not many people in the movie space knew who you were. And mm -hmm. really there that day, uh, I guess the first question I want to ask you is what made you start talking movies on YouTube? And then we'll go into the second part. So it's funny, like back in the day, I, I, I mean, I talk movies like literally on a daily basis with all my friends and stuff, but I was that kid that like my friends would be like, dude, you talk way too much about movies. <laughs> um, and I had no friends that were like super into film as much as I was like, don't get me wrong. Like when I wanted to make some like stupid short films, they would all be down. They'd all help me. They would do what I need to do. I'd write characters around them. I would do that. I have one friend who absolutely hated being in front of the camera. So he was clearly the cameraman, really good at it. He would put his input like, like that, that was fun. And I was doing that before doing like reviewing film. And then we all got busy because we just graduated high school. So like we all started getting busy. And like after that year, I was like, I want to do something else. So I started making stuff like this where, I could do it on my own. I could do it. And I was, I went into the mentality of, I just want to see films early. Well, that's not the mentality you should go for because yeah. when I started, I absolutely sucked. I, I wasn't trying. I was, I was just pushing out shitty content 
and it was terrible. So then I took, I, I stopped. I stopped for about probably like five months or maybe even longer than that. And I won tickets to see Batman versus Superman early. Mm-hmm. And I went to see that and I came home and I had so much to say. And I typed up this long, 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 long thing on Facebook, long thing. And one of my friends saw it and reached out. And he goes, why did you stop doing your videos? He goes, that would have been like the perfect thing for you to talk about on a video. So I started thinking about that. And then I started like finding out ways to win tickets again. So I got nice guys. Oh, nice. Alien Covenant. Saw these early again, still doing that on Facebook. I had a friend tell me the same thing again. He goes, you need to do this. So one of my best friends at the time well, still best friend. He had a job at AMC. So he was seeing movies for free and he goes, yo, just come with me. Cause I was, I, I still wasn't getting that much money and stuff. So, cause I would still go to the movies every week, but it would be with my grandma. So she would take me once, twice a week, but again, she's not going to want to see everything. Like I would, it, it, like, I think the last time I convinced her to see something she didn't want to see was Tropic Thunder. And that's because like no one in my family wanted to take me to see it. And that's like the last movie you take your grandma to, but it was the best <laughs> experience for me. Um, so he took me to see Finding Dory and Central Intelligence. We did a back-to-back thing of those. And I went home and reviewed those. And then I made it a goal where every week I would review one thing. That's it. Just for fun. Like, I was like, I'm just going to do this for fun. I can't remember. I had one friend then tell me, she's like, you could do more than this. Like, you are really good at this. You just need to push so then she got me into more advanced screenings. Um, and then I found out who to reach out to. So oh, then no. I was reaching out to people. Um, so I really pushed for a little bit. And then I think like, I think I started collabing and all sorts of things like that. Mm. And then I got onto the website sandwich on films, yep. which uh, definitely helped a lot bolster that. Um, into getting me into screeners and stuff, um, which I mean, I wasn't getting like Black Panther yet. I was getting like these smaller independent films. But then I think I knew, I knew, I knew I made it to the list, that special list. Once Black Panther hit my mailbox, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that's freaking different." Um, and I got hyped from that. And then from there on, it was just like this big slide and i think that's the thing that i love about early screeners i I feel like i was one of the first people on our space to kind of figure out how to get into them um and you know youtube is still kind of was still kind of a weird thing when i started because a lot of these people when i would go it was literally just for sandwich on films like that's what it would be for they didn't care about my youtube channel really they didn't care about any of that stuff even though i said i had it I didn't have that big of a, like, I probably had like 900 followers, subs. Um, but definitely doing that gained me more subs faster. But still, it was a trickling thing. I mean, I didn't, once I started doing trailer reactions, rankings, and once I started adding the other things, that's when it starts gaining yeah. momentum. Sometimes reviews would help, but that's really for the bigger films like Endgame and Black Panther. But I remembered all that. And it's weird now they look at YouTube as a different thing. Some of them do. I feel like some, some, I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a weird light, especially when you email someone you've never met and you're like, Oh yeah, I have, a, I, I review films on YouTube. Okay. Now they're not going to reply back to me because they don't, I, I feel like people still don't get it. I think Chris Stuckman talked about it in one of his videos a while ago where he talked about where he goes, I had like 
200,000 subs and they still were not letting me in. He goes, I had to literally show them like I'm getting more views than these other people. And that's, it, it's weird. People don't know how to read the analytics yet, you know? So that is a, uh, yeah, I remember the Chris Stuckman video on that. That is a uh, very true. I think that some of that stigma hopefully is going down. I know that I, I, not pursuing big screeners like that, but I, you know, reach out to Netflix every once in a while and I get a screener. So I got like, I got a wake the last, like, but yeah, yeah, I got that like a week early. So I posted that. I was like, but I'm not going for, you know, big screeners, you know, just, I don't have the time, but I'm just doing this as a a fun little thing right now. So getting back into it type of stuff. But anyway, uh, yeah, I definitely remember you, you, you know, you collabed, you had your couple, you know, we worked together and then, then I think I remember Ryan O'Toole invited the, you on. The, well, and then he started doing the the Rotten or Fresh, yeah. yeah. Which I should have grabbed the. I saw the statue; it's somewhere over there on one of my shelves. But <laughs> there we go. I remember that, and then people were like, "Oh, this new guy, this this underdog." I was like, uh, "No, watch out for that guy." Well, like, and that's that's what I was like. Get, like watch everyone's out like calling me the yeah. underdog. I'm like, motherfuckers! Like I I know you guys don't know me. Like I, I do this for know fun. This that's why you're saying it. Yeah, so I was, one guy's like, uh, "No, I've worked with this guy. I know he, he's gonna do he's gonna do just fine. Just watch." Mm-hmm. And then you freaking won the whole thing, and then, and then Ren won the next one. Then Ren won the next one, absolutely. And then like you guys are freaking blown up, and it's you guys are awesome. And then you know, some of my good friends here on still in the, the YouTube yeah. space. And the funny thing is, I because uh, we're, we're talking about Ron Fresh real quick. You uh, you said the villain was dead, I believe, the last time you were on that yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> no. No, we formed our group, little group evolution, and that was that was, that whole fun. And then story. I left. I the last yeah. time I left, I left and made a new group, and then you know Ryan stopped it, which I get it. Like it was stressful. Lie, yeah. There was a lot of things of like who's is someone cheating, is someone not? Which it's a hard show to sit. Like I watch the Schmodown sometimes, and I'm like, I that's a little bit harder to cheat on, in my opinion. To yeah. Type in real, you know what I mean? Where like Rotten Refresh, I mean, it's not hard. If, if you really think about it, like if you want to cheat, you could cheat, but like, it's all for fun and games. Like if you want to, if you want to, like, it was a fun show because like it, you had to study, but like the, everyone had their own way of studying. Like for me, like, I don't know if, do you use like voodoo or movies anywhere? Oh, they, no, I don't use those. See, ones. I have tons of movies on there. I would just go down them. And when you look at them, it just shows the rotten tomato score. So that's what yeah. I would do. I would just go down literally list of list of list of those and just look at the rotten tomato scores and then just hop on and i always knew how ryan worked i know what fucking films he was gonna pick yeah. especially when he let us know like the christmas one i was like I, he's gonna do arthur christmas because it's such a stupid like why the hell is that film at 90 percent? couldn't tell you but it, it's stuff like that like you you kind of think okay how's ryan and cody what are they going to pick they're going to pick the weird films that you know we've heard of but we're like that's the score so yeah, it, it was fun, weird. man. It was fun. I I like I love doing it. You know, if they brought it back, I I would go back and do it. Yeah, I'd I, be more mellowed out though, but I would definitely yeah. go. So I remember you screaming at the top of your lungs during that barnyard bra. That was the probably dude. The I I yeah, wearing my Deadpool mask and having <laughs> my my whole background like with all my supporters and shit. My what Pattinson, Batman, like baby Groot. I think you had one. Yeah, that. yeah. I still have Groot. He's like right here. But um, yeah, dude, I was. I was, I was young. Yeah, I, I felt, I feel young. Go, like, I go back and look at those videos, and I'm like, "Fuck, man!" I mean, that was like li- more than. That was like three years ago. Yeah, it was three years ago. 
you know, and I've, I, I'm still energetic, but I've definitely mellowed out on the cursing and, um, definitely just in general, like the screaming and stuff, but it was, it was fun. Like I go back and watch other videos of mine. I'm like, like, and I'm trying to get back into that mentality again, that fun aspect, because sometimes I take films so seriously and I'm like, I have to say something that's a con, but now I'm like, I don't have to say if something's wrong with the film. If I don't, if it's just a film that's fine and good, like, and there's nothing important to say. You just talk about it and then you yeah. review it. You know, you don't have to talk shit about every film. Oh, like, <laughs> like that's my thing. And a lot of people will be like, well, you're so nice when you review stuff. I'm like, well, not every, like if a film's not garbage, I'm, I'm, and I enjoy it. Like I'm probably going to give it a good rating as long as it didn't piss me off. Like, <sighs> like yeah. uh, spirit untamed. was annoying because like that should have been better. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. there's like uh like Hitman's Bodyguard's wife, the the, the second one. Yeah, the it's new one. a terrible movie. It's a terribly made movie, but it's so fun. It's so fun. So in that aspect, if it's fun, you're you can like it. You know what I mean? Like be entertained by aspects of the movie. Yeah, I didn't expect it. It's not Shakespeare. It's not Shakespeare. Yeah, absolutely. I'm <laughs> this too. Um, when you are sitting down and watching. What's what's the biggest difference between? I know you kind of hinted at it, but when you first started and now, like, are you still writing out scripts? Or are you just kind of kind of free flowing it? Or you, you know, what's funny. So before, I never wrote on a script because I would come home, right home, and do it. Yeah. Now it's a little bit different. Sometimes these films I see, if it's a screener I watch at home, where I know I don't have to review it for like, like, um, I saw the Tomorrow War like two oh, two Chris weeks Pratt ago. Chris yeah, Pratt yeah, like I saw it two weeks ago. Um, I, I knew I wasn't going to review that until probably the week before it comes out because that's when the embargo goes up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so at home, I take a lot of notes now, um, especially mm -hmm. during the pandemic, I was taking so many notes, um, because, and there's certain things I don't take notes for. I tried taking notes during WandaVision and I noticed it just wasn't flowing. Right. So then I stopped completely and I'm just like, right after it's over, I'm going to hop on and just do it. Um, so now yeah. I've done that Falcon Winter Soldier Loki. If I forget something, I forget something. You know what I mean? It's I'm talking about what I enjoyed the most in the episode, not what exactly. I'm not recapping the damn thing. If I was yeah. recapping it, then it'd be a little bit different, but I'm just yeah. reviewing my favorite moments from it. Um, but in this sense, when I go to the theater, I've tried bringing a notebook. It just, I can't see in the dark. And then I get out and I'm like, I can't fucking read this. It, it's, my, my, your chicken scratch? <laughs> yeah. And, and my handwriting's already garbage. So chicken scratch is even worse. So <laughs> that doesn't work for me. I've tried it multiple times, but now I just, I come home right after the screener if it's in person and I just sit down, review it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll edit it if I need to, if not. Um, and if I, again, if I forget something, I forget something. Um, and I do bring my notebook in my car. So sometimes like, I'll go out there and I'll be like, okay, I need to hit this, 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 and that. Those are the three things I need to hit the most. Yeah. Um, but typically the film's pretty fresh in my head. But again, when I'm at home, I, I usually write down notes. If I know I'm not going to review it right after. Um, so I can remember like the tomorrow. And I usually take like two pages of notes, like tomorrow where I have like two pages of notes on stuff. Oh. Um, I have a lot, I have like a lot to say about the film because there's so many different elements to it because it is a time travel film. So like that adds this whole factor to it that you're supposed to talk about. So um, it's interesting, man. And I, again, I like it. Um, I just, I've always known like just jumping in the way I, when I talk to the camera, it's like, I'm talking to my best friend. It might Absolutely. be all over the place, but I don't care. They know what you're talking about. At least. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Really best friends. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like I'm, 
I remember I you always would write my two categories, pros, cons, what kind of things I like. Exactly. What, that's how I do it. I, at least, you know, how I I take little notes when I start out, you know, and then sometimes it's just kind of like I like this conversation is a very like a friendly conversation. That's how I, I'm just talking to somebody on the other end of the camera. And yep. hopefully if I, like I said, forget something too, but I forgot something. That's what the comment section is always for. I said, Oh, I forgot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's like people who be like, you forgot to talk about this. I'm like, I didn't even notice that. Like, especially these spoiler reviews I do each week. I'm like, I don't even, I didn't even notice that. It was so small. Yeah. Like guys, like it's like technically I'm doing a reaction because I'm like reacting right after the damn thing. So it's like, like chill out. No. Like I can't get everything. No, exactly. If you want everything, go to uh, Emergency Awesome or <laughs> something. Yeah, or spoiler breakdowns or or three C films. Yeah, there we go. D Dave Lee Underground. Yeah, the, exactly. Uh, all those. All those guys. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the um. Where was I gonna go? I had a question. Oh yeah, the pandemic. You mentioned the pandemic, especially because that that had to be a wrenching thing. You know that you've been wanting to do a lot of stuff at home, and you had film festivals at home, I believe too. And yeah, what was like that, that right when they said we're shutting stuff down? I know you're in Arizona, so yeah. it might not be as crazy up here. Like we we just like this weekend is just now like stuff's loosening up. See, see, Arizona's dumb. We we didn't care, but. <laughs> a lot of the companies took it seriously. So Absolutely. every movie theater shut down, yeah. you know, and then the state got serious. Like, seriously, like every company shut down. Then the state finally was like, we're closing, like we're going to yeah. close. And we reopened within like three weeks, not fully, but we reopened in three weeks, but a lot of businesses stayed closed. Like I, I didn't work for two months. It was the best two months of my life. Like I literally <laughs> sat at home. I literally watched movies. I hung out with my girlfriend, my family, and that's all I did. Like it was the best thing of my life, you know? Um, and it sucked because of movie wise like that. I mean, that that's the part that sucked the most. Cause I remember that week that we shut down that the, the day before the day they announced we were all shutting down the day after that, I was supposed to see a quiet place too. And then the day after that, I was supposed to go see Mulan. So yeah. I had screenings lined up for like the next month and a half. I, I dude, I was supposed to go to South by Southwest. Um, that all shut down, which sucked. Cause like the green night, I like when you go to, so every festival is different and South by Southwest is a really big pain because like Sundance, if you're press, you go in the press line and you, you're the first one to go fucking in South by, they ain't no separate line. Your, your tickets just free. You sit in that line and you wait. Um, you wait all day. I waited like nine hours for us, um, to go see oh. us early. You can email reps like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Blah, blah. And, you know, I would always do that and never get a reply back. Well, the Green Knight A24 replied back to me. And I was absolutely Ooh. shocked. And they messaged me and they're like, we love your reviews. She literally wow. told me, she goes, I love your reviews. She goes, I will get you a ticket. And then I'm like, oh, my God. So then, of course, the world shuts down. And I had to email her back. I'm like, hey, thank you so much. Like, I guess the world. And she goes, well, you know, if we end up going back to South by, just feel free to email me. I was like, awesome great oh yeah yeah so that was great you know and anytime i've needed something from a24 awesome. i met that contact and you know i always are able to get something like i got saint mod um which was great like i got saint mod pretty early um she goes i'm surprised you didn't ask for it earlier i'm like i didn't know i could have but okay i've been yeah. wanting to see the film forever um <laughs> but it was it was cool and that's what sucked though is like because then i sat there and i'm like well now i have to make content 
when there's no content coming out. Um, and it sucked. And a lot of it, again, was I think when I noticed movies were trying to go to home video first. Mm -hmm. That's where I was like, okay, so like I had some reps who I could still contact, but I remember Scoob was the one that I was like, hey, you guys got screeners? Nope. Oh, okay. So then my friend was like, why don't you reach out to Warner Brothers? So then I did, and they sent me one, like the same day. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay. Wow. Um, and, you know, I really had to restart with Disney and everyone. Um, so it sucked because, like, getting on the – I didn't get on the Disney press list till the fucking end of the year, which then everything opened up again. So then it was like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. I've been waiting all damn year to get back on Disney's. Um, which I got in time for like Mulan again and uh, like the, the one and only Ivan stuff towards the end of the year, but it was a pain. Like that was the most in like pain in the ass to get on. Like I, I cannot express enough how big of a pain in the ass that list was to get on because no one replies back. I sent like thousands of emails. No reply. Oh, yeah. I've tried to do the Disney one. They've responded back to one saying, Oh, we're not doing that. And they, mm -hmm. and, and to be honest, I think, they, I, I think they've changed a lot um, because everything's kind of going back now. So now it's all more local. Um, and like the person I reach out to, like, since I'm in Arizona, I, if, if there's something going on in California, I'll drive out there. Like, I don't, sure, I don't care. Like, so it, it's interesting how that works. Um, but yeah, dude, like I really much restarted and then everything went back, kind of starting going back to normal already. And now I'm like, Okay, so like it's kind of like wherever I stopped that in 2019 or like the beginning of 2021, I went to Sundance Film Festival. It's now mm -hmm. kind of like picking back up. Like it's like that whole little void was like purgatory. And now it's like, okay, that didn't matter. Now we're back to here. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like that, this is where we're going now. Nice. Um, so yeah, so we'll see like kind of where that goes. Cause I was on like, I felt like I was on like, the mile high club, like going up and I was like, we're, we're hitting these points. 2019 was a great year. 2020 started yeah. out to be a great year at Sundance, you know, and then I got to do Sundance this year at home, which was fun. I liked it, but I, I definitely could tell that like they had more independent stuff this year than they do the bigger films because of the nature of how it was. Um, they said next year is also going to be um, at home too and in person. So I, I'm waiting to see if like, cause I, I will go in person. If the if they're like okay like for instance I don't know like the Northman uh, Robert Eggers' new film is premiering there but you can only see it in person you, you damn right I'm buying a fucking plane ticket and going yeah, yeah. Like, I went to South by Southwest just for us I will go there just for one other film. like yeah. I don't care like so it's the yeah. experience of being there too I think well that's the thing and meeting people like dude everyone there is for film. Like everyone there is there because they love movies. Like that's yeah. what I love about it. And I, I really adore it because like I would sit in line, like not too long of a line, but I was like, sometimes I did have to go get a ticket. Cause like I couldn't get a press pass for it. So I was like, Oh, I'll just buy a ticket or I'll go wait in the standby line. And I remember the father with Anthony Hopkins, that thing kept oh, selling that movie. out. And this girl was behind me and she was, what films are you seeing today? I was like, well, I want to see the father, but I don't. She was, Oh, I have a ticket for it. You want it? I'm not going to go to it. I was oh, like, oh, hey, and she goes, gosh. no, here you go. Here you go. And I talked to her. She's a fucking documentary director. She's, I don't, I, I can't, I can't remember. Her, her film wasn't out yet, but she was creating a documentary and she just gave wow. me that ticket. And the rest of the festival, I would see her like here and there and we would talk and, you know, and that's the thing. People love film. 
so much. So then I'm like, I met her other people. I met some of the other guys she works with. And I was just like, this is, this is freaking cool. So like I told him, I was like, here's my contact information. When your documentary comes out, let me know and I'll review it. I'm like, this is a personal favor that you gave me the father. So like, um, and then she got me in the nine days as well. Um, oh, which I don't know if you've seen. Incredible I movie. movie. Yeah. I like that movie too. It's so good. So, but yeah. yeah, I actually got to sell that a little early because I, uh, I've joined film independent. Oh yeah, they, they, I got a, I got this year was cool because I got a photo on the, the Spirit Indie Award. The Spirit. Uh, oh, that's Award. cool. So I send you all the uh, a lot majority of the screeners. So Nine Days was like the first one I watched. Out I of that heard, and it's incredible, dude. I, I mean, if if it would have came out last year, I, I included it in my top ten. But if it would have came out last year, it would have been my number one. Um, but the fact that it didn't, I did Soul instead. But yeah, Nine Days is great. Yeah, it's great. I don't know if you saw the movie The Killing of Two Lovers. I have not. I that's the one that I've heard so much about. Um, I've had multiple opportunities and I just haven't done it. So I'm probably gonna do it once it comes on. Uh, once I can at home. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I think I saw Is it. Is it on, now? Yeah, I think I saw okay. it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can tell, yeah, I saw it on Amazon Prime. Um, it's good. We, oh yeah, that's like uh, nine days in that film. We're kind of competing for my favorites this year. It was okay. uh, that one was up for the John, uh, Cassavetes Award there. Yeah, so I saw fun. you watched In the Heights. What do you think of that? Oh yeah. Well, I. Really, I like that quite a bit. My wife is Mexican, so a lot of Did that. She love uh, it? Yeah, it was. A, she's not like a huge musical person, but this yeah. one, like, because it was a lot of similarities to her yeah. culture stuff, like to that, it, we connected so much to it, and yeah. a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, it, it was, it was a good, great movie. It's, it's up there for me in my top ten right now. Yeah, too. dude, it's. I think it's my number one. I've watched it like five times. I, I've literally, I saw it three times in theaters, and nice. I go back again it's so good the music is great yeah. um, and like my girlfriend i took her to one of the times and she loved it and you know she's latina too and she goes i feel represented like she flat out told me that and now it makes me excited like when do we get that first latino superhero you know the main big one you know um we're mm -hmm. getting shang chi this year um for asian americans and like that yeah, that's yeah. cool for me and then like um, black panther miss marvel yeah so like and but like and that's my thing like i'm so sad i don't know if you saw like dc's doing blue beetle but it's only yeah, yeah. max and i'm like that could literally be your peter parker like why wouldn't you put that in theaters like yeah. it, it just baffles me but yeah dude no in the heights was great it's probably my favorite film besides a quiet place yeah that it, that's uh it was a really a lot of fun Quiet Place was a really fun movie too. We saw that at the drive-in. I think that enhanced the experience there for oh, us. Yeah. It was just like it was dark. Oh, yeah. fireflies and it was it was fun. That's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Uh, so I know stuff's opening a back up for you. Is there anything that you have in line that coming out like that you like you're trying to get tickets for or screeners for or anything like that or or if you're able to say um i mean all the marvel stuff like all those big things because those are the things that that's gonna really help my channel help your, yeah and plus i'm excited for them you know i've been waiting for these damn things um but other than that man like i'm just excited like the screeners are back in theaters like i i, I didn't mind watch them at home but it's a different thing like the day i get the dune screener invite i don't care what i'm doing that Ooh. day i will quit I will quit my job if I have to, to watch that. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck like that. That is my, like that and Eternals are like my number one films for the year. Like, and I, I guess Spider-Man too, but I need to see the trailer for that. But, um, cause I've heard a lot about that. Damn movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, I, I had my friend pretty much tell me the like plot of it. Yeah. Like not, not 
every single thing, but like pretty much the first act. And I'm like, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that how it goes. Yeah, I, I I believe in Kevin Feige though, so like I'm not I'm not gonna like I, I I can't imagine he's gonna it's gonna be a bad film. I think it'll be really good. Um, but Eternals and Dune just look so different and unique. And I know someone who saw Dune last year. He went to a test screening and said it was like ten out of ten, best Holy thing cow. he's ever. Yeah. Um, he said it was like, phenomenal. Nice. That's kind of like uh, Rin sitting on the Quiet Place Two review. For, like, yeah, yeah. So, and he yeah, said the film was like ninety nine percent done. He goes, I think they had like a couple more things to touch up on like CGI, but he goes, it was awesome. They saw it in IMAX. I'm like, oh god, Ooh. I'm so jealous. Um, yeah. but yeah, dude. Like uh, for me though, the biggest thing is like the 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 Arizona midday segment I did out here. They invited me to come back again. So oh, they yeah. said that they're gonna have me do monthly ones, which is cool. Like. I didn't expect that. Like we've talked about it for a bit of doing that. Cause I've been on there before, Yeah. but now it's like, okay, we actually are going to do this month to month. And that's cool for me because like, it gives me a place. I'm like, I've done ones for like the Scottsdale film festival where I talked about it. And like, I always feel comfortable in those, but those ones I have to do a lot of research for because like they're more independent films mm -hmm, that I have yeah. no idea about. <laughs> um, and I have to, I have to rewatch a lot of them. Cause I'll, we have to watch them throughout the year for our critic society. But when it comes down to that, I'm supposed to also dive into those. So Marvel, I mean, that was easy. I just watched mm -hmm. Loki and then hopped on and did my thing and I was able to talk about it. So, man, it was exciting. I, I, I love being able to do that and um, did, hopefully more opportunities. Yeah. How did you, if you guys didn't exactly know what he was talking about, right? That he gets this local news station, right? Like you get yeah. on there. How, how did that conversation, did they approach you? Did you try to reach out to them to see what's up or? Uh, so I can't say the person's name, but someone oh, okay. so the first time someone helped me get on. Um they they the station came to them where was like, Do you have anyone mine? And they pointed them my way. So then they messaged me for the few times. And then like I also do the list, which is like another channel as well, which oh yeah, I've seen like, that rank stuff. So like th again, same thing. They asked, they told me, so then they have me, and I do one like every other month or every couple of weeks. Um so then, of course, the Scottsdale Film Festival, they liked what I did the first time. So then I did two more for them to promote the festival because it makes it easier on the person who's running it all because yeah. she can focus on that and I can focus on doing like the promoting side. Yeah. Uh, and then this time, though, no one. They just messaged me. They emailed me and they're like, hey, we have this idea. Would you love to come on and do it? Cool. Sure. So then I hopped on and then I was talking to the producer and they're like, we would love to have you monthly like talking about movies i'm like she goes is that something you'd love to do i was like absolutely i was like you tell me i'll be there i, I don't care like i get to talk movies you know so and it gets my name out there like i i mean that that's how the way i view it like so it's exciting it's another outlet to talk film like that that's all that matters to me honestly yeah. like i i told him i was like i just love talking movies like if you want to talk movies like that's that's the place i'm the one to get yeah, I'm the one to get. Yeah, what's that first experience behind the bright lights? Was that a little nerve wracking or butterflies? Oh god, dude, the oh. first time it was in person. Oh god, dude, we had to go and I had to go into the studio. Um, I was like sweating so much. I was like, <laughs> this is so fucking intense. And thankfully, the films I was talking about was like Ford v Ferrari, Waves of uh, Waves, um, Honey Boy, like these these ones that I've kind of already known about a lot. Um, so like being in person, but like the Desiree, who's like the host of it all, she's very, very good at like keeping that conversation flowing and yeah. making it not awkward or anything. So I felt really natural and 
felt good about it. Like I was, I think I stuttered once, which was not bad. And I, I didn't talk too fast either. Um, but it was not, it was nice. And then like the next three times are all at home right now. So like, it hasn't been too bad because I'm in my comfort zone. Yeah. Exactly. Now when we go back to the studio, if we ever do, if they have me for that long, then that question opens up again. Why be, you know, on the edge of my seat and I'll probably be like, okay. Like, because like the first time my mom came with me and then, um, the person who helped me get on went and, you know, that helped, but I'm like, if I had to go alone, I'm like, you know, yeah. A little, little nerve wracking there. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty cool. I, I know that you have another outlet outlet too. We'll talk about that too. We, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast, Ren, you guys have a podcast geeks, the round table. You've been doing that for, I think you just celebrated your first year, right? Okay. Yeah. So we just hit our first year a couple of weeks back. Um, doesn't feel like a year's passed at all because it's Why just not? fun for me and him to hop on and talk every week. Yeah. yeah uh, how does – I know that you guys – he's way like eight hours ahead of us. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we're filming like in our pajamas. He's like already had like his lunch. And he's like, oh, <laughs> dude, he's like about to go to bed. Yeah, like he, I think it's four o'clock his time when we do mm. it, three or four. Um, and it's seven o'clock my time when we do it. Uh, yeah. so it's interesting how that works and how it runs. And you know, I love Red, so like that's why when we, you know, he came to me, he goes, I want to do a podcast. I was like, dude, I'd love to be it, just let me know. And you know, that's something that we brought together to life and it's fun again doing it every week talking movie news because like that's what we enjoy and you know having we wanted to create a podcast that people could join in a live chat and have conversations which like you know we could get 12 people in there during a live stream but as long as they're conversating which they always do that makes me happy like even though they're not talking to us they're talking with each other like that's cool to me like that it it brings it yeah because like i don't know who these people are they they might not have any friends you know who talk movies as much as you know me and ren do and that kind of gives them that place to do you know yeah absolutely what has been some of your fun favorite memories on the geeks the round (sighs) table anytime me and ren like disagree i think um it's always fun or probably one of my favorite ones is we had mothman jones on and we're doing top 10 Star Wars characters. And this it's motherfucker. And I, yeah, it's and I love him. Dude says Muftak. Do you know who the fuck Muftak is? Muftak. He's the big white Yeti guy in the four seconds in New Hope in the background. He gave oh. him like top number five. And Wait, what was his list? Top, five, top five Star Wars characters ever. And I'm like, who the fuck is Muftak? So then he goes, honestly, I wanted to put him at number one. I'm like, oh my God. So then we, it it was fun. It was fun and laughs and like stuff like that is like what makes me is like when we say stuff like that. And I think like we've talked about like number our 69 episodes coming up. We're like, we should do sex scenes, like best sex scenes (laughs) or like most important sex scenes or something like that. And I'm like, we should. So, you know, it, it, our, we just have fun talking about stuff. And like, he has like that whole geeky comic book side to him. Oh yeah. He, and I'm he, trying to get more into the comic book thing. So he always tells me which ones to buy. Then I'll buy them and read them. And I'm like, okay, this is like really cool. Um, that way I'm more like versed when a movie comes out and stuff. Cause that was my goal. That was like my goal for this year as a reviewer is to like be better at what I'm doing. So like Dune, I read the book 
But what I did was I bought the graphic novel of it, read the graphic novel, then read the book because it was way easier to read the book. I don't know if you've ever attempted to read that book. That book is a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass to read. So if you want to do it, do that because it makes way more sense. Awesome. Okay. Good to know. The, uh, uh, the, your sex scenes ranking. I have a uh, important sex uh, screen. Nev Campbell's character that, that has to be up on your list. There I've never right. seen Scream. Never seen Scream in my life. Well, nice meeting you. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to watch it this year, though. I'm going to watch all four because. Uh, well, okay. I've seen the fifth four. one's coming out. I've seen yeah, and the fifth one's coming out. But I've seen four and parts of one. Mm-hmm. And though I only say that is because I I didn't know there was like satires to be honest with you oh, yeah, yeah. i thought they were straight horror so when i was younger i wasn't that into horror like i loved evil dead because evil dead was funny to me it wasn't scary um nightmare on Elm street was appealing to me because like freddie was kind of funny to me um yeah. you know so like i i like that more humorous horror stuff but now <laughs> as i've grown older and i recognize oh scream isn't that scary it's more of a satire now i want to watch them it's just more of a Again, like I tell you, like I play video games on my off time. I don't watch all, I have all these movies to watch, but I only I I watch them usually like if my girlfriend's over or if I'm with a friend or my family wants to watch something, I'll watch a movie by myself. No for sure, but I have like a stack of movies right here, like to my side that like this is what I need to watch because shit's coming up. And like mm-hmm. it either goes towards one of those, like I have all the Fast and Furious movies right here. I need to watch like almost like six more of them before the new one comes out. And I've just been putting it off. And then like, just because you've never seen them before or because uh, ranking, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Let's it's been, it's been, no, 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 you're okay. Um, it's just been forever. And then some of them, I mean, I've only seen once. So like, yeah, <laughs> but then like, I have a list of movies here that I've never seen. So like, I'm going to do a bunch of first time watches. So like black Swan, never seen in my life. So I'm going to do a first time movie. Watch that. Yeah. yeah, James Bond. I have all the James Bond films there. Never watched any of them besides the Daniel Craig ones and a couple of the Pierce Brosnan and uh, um, Sean Connery ones. Yeah, um, I can't remember the other guy's name that I've seen. Uh, 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 more Roger Moore. No, no, uh, that one. Yes. Um, so I'm excited to do that. Uh, there's just films that like I and then my girlfriend's never seen Indiana Jones, so like I'm gonna make her do a first time watch of those. Nice, good. Trying, well. I'm trying. She, she like, I guess, I don't know what's up. I, I guess as a child, like her family was just not into them. So like, it's burdened into her that they're boring films. I feel. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know which one they watched, but it definitely wasn't Raiders. It was probably temple of doom, which is like the most like hit or miss one for people. I liked yeah. Raiders, but, or I like temple of doom, but you yeah. know, uh, we yeah. My, my, my wife, that's the same thing with her. Like, so star Wars, she'll watch them, but, She's not like him. <laughs> yeah, I got her into Star Wars, though. I, I don't remember how. Before we started dating, I was like, you should watch Star Wars. And uh... So Solo was on Netflix, and I was like, you should watch Solo. Just just try it. She loved it. I was like, if you love Solo, that's like bottom tier. You'll, you'll love the others. So then I had her watch Force Awakens, uh, Last Jedi. This is before Rise came out. Then she went back and watched the prequels then went to the original and then by the time she'd finished it um rise had come out and she was a giant fan of it like loved it which one is her favorite uh she won't answer the damn question when i ask her she she's like if you ask her it changes every day um some days it's force awakens she really likes rise though she really likes rise which like that's fine um i like rise but she like really likes it um 
My wife the, likes Attack of the Clones. Oh, she loves Phantom Menace. Jar Jar Binks, she literally will tell me it's her favorite character. She, but she I know say that's my favorite character. She's like, your favorite character is Jar Jar. I'm like, shut up. It's Dash Rendar. Yeah. We know this. He's not even in the Exactly. Movie. <laughs> exactly. No, um, but I'm I'm gonna guess her top three. It's probably Force Awakens, like out of order, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, Phantom Menace. Or maybe Revenge. I, I don't, I, I'm not in particular, but I know she likes Solo a lot too. And I think that's because that was her first one, but she's really into the Mandalorian. Like that, that's her thing. My which, wife, my wife and I, she would watch that show and she loves it too. So yeah. So but, I'm sad the next season's not coming out to like late next year. So uh, Boba uh, Fett's supposed to be like the in between line uh, for it. Yeah. Yeah. I just want Cad Bane to show up. If Cad Bane shows up in Boba Fett, I'll. I'll, I'll be happy. Cad Bane would be a good. I like think Cad Bane would be a good part in that. Or uh, I've been championing this for years. Dash Render would be a perfect. It would make sense, man. I what one? What I don't. Oh, fuck. Where? I thought he was honestly going to show up in Mando. I feel like if you're going to bring him in, Mando makes the most sense. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point too. The uh, I actually thought Timothy Dalton was or not. Yeah, Timothy. Dal no, um, Timothy Olyphant. I thought he was going to play him to be honest, and then oh. it came out that he was playing the book character, but. Yeah, that's yeah. That would have been uh, interesting to see, but we'll we'll go. Uh, <laughs> we, we can still wait. I know people love that character, and it's sad that his book's not canon anymore. But anyway, um, okay. I know that I don't want to take up too much of your time. No, you're I, good, dude. This yeah. is fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. And then we'll keep continuing a little bit more. Uh, so we talked about video games in your downtime. What kind of stuff you've been playing? What kind of stuff you've been liking? Oh man, I just stayed up till 2 a.m. last night playing Mass Effect Trilogy. I just beat it. Uh, you know, the Mass Effect franchise is like, Last of Us is my favorite game of all time. But like, when it comes down to a franchise, you know, it goes between Gears of War and Mass Effect. But this playthrough of Mass Effect definitively made it my favorite gaming franchise of all time. And my probably my favorite trilogy I've ever experienced in a game. Is it worth, um, is that worth the, uh, is the upgrade worth it? Did that? you play the original ones? Yeah, I played the original ones. Uh, I would say so. You know, they don't change. They change the graphics a lot. Like the graphical power is great. Um, it's still a little like the first one's still a little clunky. But like yeah. to experience, because like when I played them, I didn't like the first one, so I never beat it. I was like, "Fuck the first one. This one's terrible." Then I got the second one. And I loved it. The second one for the longest time was one of my favorite games of all time, like top three. Um, and then I loved three as well, but the ending always left me a little bit dissatisfied. Like, yeah. um, and that's because I never did the extended cut that they did. So now plus, you know, in this version, I don't know if you ever did all the add-ons, they, all the DLC is in here and oh. they seamlessly put it in. So I found a site that tells you what missions to do in what order. Cause this is like the canon way of doing it. So the first game really doesn't matter. The second game, there's a way of doing it. So you get the best outcome. And the third game, it tells you like the best way to do it. So I went through and I never, I always romanced Tali. If you remember her, I always thought she was a really interesting character. So this time around though, the first game I fell in love with Liara. I was like, this character is so fascinating. So I went with Liara this time, which I feel is the Canon one. Like this is if, because you know, they did Andromeda. That was not great. And they're already announcing they're doing another one. And that teaser trailer, though, it's Liara. Liara picks up Shepard's thing that says N7. And then she smiles and turns away. And then it says Mass Effect. Uh, it will continue. The Mass Effect universe yeah. will continue. Assuming that 
Liara will be a major part of the next one and Shepard somewhere out there in the world, which we're going to talk about in a second. But, you know, I going through and romancing Liara throughout it and becoming best friends with Garrus, you know, and becoming Mm -hmm. friends with everyone. It, 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 you care about those characters so fucking much that when you play the second one, you're like, everyone needs to survive. Everyone needs to survive. Legion, Tali, Thane, and get so emotionally enwrapped in them. And the third game, you know, since I usually romance Tali, this time around it was a lot different because I did Liara, and I loved it even more. You know, I love what they did with Tali and everything, but it very much feels like they do more with Liara, if that makes sense. Like, they very much push her to the forefront. Um, And their relationship is very much the climax of three. And just uh, the DLC, there's two DLCs in particular. There's one that's called the Leviathan. Oh, yeah. Which, you do it? No, I, I know I, what you're talking about. So yeah. I've never done it. Yeah. I have no idea how that was an add-on. It literally dives into the Reapers who created them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell? The second DLC is the second is the third to last mission you're supposed to do is the Citadel. Um, did you mm-hmm. ever do this one? No, I haven't done this one. It is the best add-on I've ever played in the game. It is your farewell to everyone. So pretty much you it's your shore leave, you you dock, they're fixing the ship, you get your own apartment, and you end up going like I, I'm not gonna spoil what happens in because you someone's out to kill you. Okay. When you find out who's out to kill you, it's literally a great twist. Um, because I didn't see it coming, and the fact that it's been out for almost 10 years and I still didn't ever hear about this, great job to people. Um, fantastic. But the whole your whole squad's with you. Your whole entire squad is with you for this mission. And it makes it big because it's like you've never had that before, where everyone's running with you and you're yeah, fighting. And, like people, yeah. Um, and Rex is back too, because Rex isn't a main oh, character in the second and third one if you kept him alive. So he's a big, he joins your squad again. It was fun. And then whoever you romance, which like Liara is mine, she's a major part of your squad and again, builds that relationship. And then once it's over, you know, you go back to the apartment and you can invite your friends up. You can go walk the strip and do like gambling and um, hang out with everyone. It's a very much a goodbye to everyone um, that you've kept alive. So if you kept everyone alive up to that point, they're all at the party. Um, mm-hmm. If you didn't, I've seen like videos on YouTube where like everyone's dead and there's like two people there and it's super depressing. But if you've kept everyone alive, you get these awesome conversations. Um, you find out like if you're so if you're romancing Liara, like she'll be like, if you want to escape for a little bit, we can. <laughs> and then like and then like uh, you can choose if you want a mellow party or like a super drunk out party, which I chose the super drunk out and Tali's going crazy. Uh, Grunt, the Krogan is in the shower crying. <laughs> it, it's so fun, dude. Um, but that DLC, when you go back to the ship, it adds so much and your characters, the squad mates, dude, I walked in on Garrus and Liara kissing. I'm like, what? They're together. And then I found out Ashley and James had a thing and it just opens up all these doors and Javik, the Prothean you meet in three, he's a bigger part in it. It is fascinating. Um, but yeah, Liara, man, like I, and from what I've read is apparently they do have a canon version of it. And I did the canon way. You're supposed to romance Liara, choose the destroy ending, all that sorts of things. And that's where like this next one's supposed to take place. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay. I really like this. Cause like, I don't, if you get the best ending, there's a little tease at the end of shepherd breathing, like that one little, like, and I'm like, he's alive. Like you don't show him fucking breathing and he's not alive. So yeah, um, yeah Mass yeah, Effect, that's what I've been playing. 
and then I'm gonna start Ratchet and Clank today. Uh, that that's my goal because I, I bought Rift Apart and I haven't tried it yet. So that's gonna okay. be my thing today. You playing? Oh, are you playing the Rift Apart Ratchet and Clank or the other the Rift Apart, the new one that just came oh, out? Okay, okay. Yeah, I've uh, I just started Star Wars Fallen Orders or the the. That's the, great. Have you played it before? I had not played it up till yeah. now, so I'm on my third planet. I just got to uh, to Sheik. To Sheik. Okay, yeah, that's a great game. It's hard. That game's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's fun though, but it, it's coming. It's getting there. I'm like, that's probably a. I'm getting used to the combat styles, definitely. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be on the Mass Effect series. I know next week my uh, my wife my wife told me on Father's Day she's like, I, I you don't know this, but uh, plan out where you want to go, all the video game stores and pawn shops or whatever, and all we're gonna do on Father's Day is just go to go shopping. Go bounce around all these different stores you want to go to, and basically just get whatever. Yeah. You want. I was like, "Hell yeah, I might, I might pick up that Mass Effect." Dude, thing. you should, you should, especially like that. Like I always tell, like I, I talked to one of my friends into it. I'm like, just get past the first game. Do and if you want, I'll send you the site that I looked at. Like, because you can still make your choices to who you want to romance, what this choice. But the mission priority is like my favorite thing. Like that, it helped me do so. Yeah, do that. I I, I like the can. I would love to do that. You got me hyped mm-hmm. for that, that ending thing. So that ending, the Citadel, so. the Citadel, best best DLC I've ever done. Like because the best part about Mass Effect is the characters and interacting with them. So like that's what I loved about it. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember I have some fond memories of that. I actually played the third, no, second game first. I never actually played the first one, so I went back. So I heard so many issues of the first game, so I went back and replayed it and went back. No, it's not bad. It's just very like this game. They fixed clunky. everything, like the mm-hmm. Mako, all that shit. It's still clunky, but like it's playable in my opinion. Yeah, the Mako. They spent too much time on that little the Mako little. Yeah, that's why I was glad three. There's like nothing to that. Yeah, but anyway, um, a couple more questions. I want. I know I wanted to touch on. Um, one of the last collabs we ever did that sadly never came out. Um, because of stuff that happened, uh, for Deadpool online. interview, right? Deadpool interview, yeah. So, when Deadpool 2 was coming out, I uh reviewed Deadpool and I interviewed you as Deadpool leading up to that movie, yeah. What made you dress start dressing up as Deadpool? Uh, people just told me I act like him, so <laughs> you just you're a merc with the mouth. So well, so out. it's funny. The first film comes out, and I made it a big event, man. I, inv- I invited all my friends, um, and we all went and saw it, you know? And one of my friends shows up. She goes, "Is this? did you make this movie? I'm like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> but, um, no, you know, I, I, I always said, like, I act like, like... My friend was like, you literally act like him. Like, you're a mix of Spider-Man and Deadpool. So I have a Spider-Man and a Deadpool outfit. Like those are my favorite. Those are two of my favorite superheroes. You know, I would love a Batman one, but I don't, if I did a Batman, it would have to be a fucking expensive ass one and badass. And I'm not bulked up for Batman. So, um, but yeah, I, it was just fun, you know, and I liked having it, you know, um, and I had like ideas like, you know, I did a short film called Deadpool's downfall. And that, that was like kind of the biggest reason I did buy the outfit. So we could do it that short film yeah um and you know that was probably the most expensive short film we did because of that costume alone uh, like costume. yeah and like i remember we have a tracking shot of like me riding a, a tricycle on the street <laughs> like on an actual street of cars driving <laughs> dude we had my friend's minivan opened up in the back and he's just holding the cameras we drive around and 
I'm like, I'm surprised we didn't get pulled over because we literally wrote it from my house to the location we were going. So like, I literally wrote it like four miles, fully dressed up in the fucking suit. It's gotta be um, hot too, Arizona. Oh yeah, dude, it was summertime too. I was dying. Like every, I would have to take that mask off so much because I would be dying from the heat. So it was fun though. Like I, I, I love. I have so many ideas for short films. It's more of a do them like i'm i'm filming i'm gonna be filming a music video for my friend because he's a really good musician like a really go. good rapper and um so we we just planned out his music video so we're gonna do that but you know i want to get back into more of that the what's the process like for you when you like are you cause I, I asked uh, ryan of the suit up geeks podcast he was the last one we talked about he just his short film actually got put into a film festival oh that's cool yeah his juliet film so i asked him this question too i'll ask you this What's your process like when you start? Like, are you a person like I have to write something out? I have a bunch of ideas. I need to write out a full script. Or are you gonna like do you just like let's go on the fly and see what kind of works? So every short we filmed, there was a script. Yeah, Did we follow the script? Fuck no. Oh, absolutely. The, yeah. yeah. The, well, we follow the story, but the dialogue would be very different almost every no. single time. Yeah. Um, because there was one where we tried to make everyone remember it and it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed like, we're going for too horry where everyone, it's more of a comedy. So I was like, let's just do a horror comedy. So literally in the middle of shooting, we re we literally restart. Cause we have one night to shoot this short film, like six hours, three hours in. I noticed, yeah, we got to redo the whole fucking thing. So we redid the whole fucking thing um, and changed it to more of a comedy. And I did do a straight up horror film. And that was, the one I think we did follow almost every single thing. And that is probably my favorite one we've done. Mm. Um, we did write a feature film though. And that's oh. the one that I, re yeah, yeah. It's like, I think we averaged to be an hour and 45 minutes. Um, maybe a little bit. I think we cut some time out, but it, it's very much inspired by Kevin Smith. It's fucking weird. Um, I mean, really weird. We said, let's make the weirdest thing possible wrote it in one day and it's pretty much home alone but imagine from the robbers perspectives and Ooh. imagine that they rob a house but the house goes under lockdown can't leave the house and it turns out the people who own that house are cannibals oh my god <laughs> so and like they're weird they're weird people um so yeah it it I, it, <laughs> I, our plan is to still make the damn thing. Um, but like, it's weird. Um, there's that, a role playing awesome. sex scene. Um, that's Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Uh, there's a giant man baby that wears a diaper. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, dude. Um, and we set out and said, we are going to make the weirdest thing ever made. Um, I thought Kevin Smith turning a person into a walrus was bad. It's worse than that. Like, it could be it, worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of it is just these people trying to survive the night and hide from them, but like seeing the things they do um, mm -hmm. was the fucked up aspect of it all. Yeah. Uh, crazy. That sounds so, yeah. entertaining as hell, though. <laughs> yeah, and it is, man. Like it, it, it was fun writing it. I still have the script somewhere, but it's it's definitely the film that, like, if I was to do a feature first, that would that would definitely be it because it's just <laughs> weird. 
And uh, the hardest thing was the, is the kid that was supposed to play the baby. I'm not like really friends with anymore. Not not because we fell out or anything. Just haven't talked to him in a while. But right. I was like gonna pay him like 200 bucks for this. I was like, we're gonna put like Nutella in the diaper because there's a part where he's supposed to get spanked. So like I want to. Oh, like, yeah. So. I'll leave it there, but like, yeah, I it was fun, man. So, but yeah, definitely. I mean, if we would have gone into filming, it probably would have been and nice. But I have so many ideas. Like, I I have book ideas, man. Um, I'm currently writing one, but it, I don't know when it'll come out. It's like top 200, the 200 films that made me love movies, or like 200 oh, movies, that, awesome. something like that. So I think I'm like, and it's like short, you know, like a paragraph for each film, but yeah, or more. But, uh, and, that, and that's all I wanted it to be. I think I'm like 30 pages in, but cause I keep oh. going back like every year it passes and I revise the films that I'm picking, you know what I mean? So then yeah, I'm like, cool. all right, well let's take this movie out. Let's put that. Cause originally I was going to put shitty movies in there too, but then I'm like, nah, we're, we're not going to do that. I just, I'd rather just do good films. Just do like a, like a, the back page. Like if I was, if I was going to be uh, the guilty pleasure side of things, here's 10 guilty pleasures that also made me love it at the very, like the very end of the end of the, the book or something like that. Yeah. That possibility. But yeah, just keep sticking to good, good movies. I think that's the, the good way to go. Definitely. Well, if that ever comes out, when it comes out, when it comes out, I'll speak it into existence. When it comes out, I'll make sure I'll get myself a copy. Yeah, I'll put it in a film festival. I saw a terrible film at Sundance this year, and I'm like, if I if that film can make it into Sundance, I can with that Good. shitty thing. There we go. <laughs> All right, man. We're almost to an hour. I don't like to try to get these any more over an hour impossible, but I really appreciate you talking uh, movies with uh, talking about your film journey. Yeah. Going all no, thank the- you. Absolutely, uh, definitely. Uh, we've talked off camera about this because I started this Spielberg and. Edgar Wright journeys. I'll make sure to send you a Scott Pilgrim and a Catch Me If You Can request in a couple months so we can get those scheduled as well. So Sweet. That works for me, man. Thank you again for having me. I had a lot of fun doing this and if you ever want to have me back on for part two, I'm down. Hell, heck, there, I think there's a lot more we could we can go into, but I you know, don't like to get it too long, but for sure. No, I get that. Uh, real quick, uh, while you're here, where can we, again, one last time, find you on YouTube and social media? Uh, just Zach Pope, man. Just type that in anywhere. You'll find me pop up somewhere. And I'm just always going to be talking movies, TV, and video games on a daily basis. So I hope to see you guys there. Thank you again, man, for having me. It was a blast catching up, and I had fun doing this. Absolutely. He talks movies too much. Wait, I think that's somebody else. That's John. That's that's John's. That's somebody else's catchphrase, I think. (laughs) Mine stay classy. Mine mine stay classy. classy. That's what I want to say. So, yeah. Which is funny. I want everyone to know that I started that not knowing that it was from Anchorman. Because when I started saying that, I didn't know it was fucking Anchorman. Then I saw Anchorman, and I'm like, oh, so that's where that comes from. Because I used to have a teacher that would always say that. There we go. I never, so I never, I never got that. So, <laughs> well, perfect. Now I got my opening up the podcast. The, the, yeah. So there you go, there, everybody. Until next time, my name is Adam. You can find us on Almost Sideways. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe now on this video, but also on Zach Pope's channel as well. So again, we'll see you later. See you guys. Bye.